Grab your hard seltzer, a glass of wine, or a shot of tequila. It's time for Girl Talk. Let's get real. So, do you want to say what we're drinking? What we're drinking? (laughs) So, today, I was excited because uh, I have only lived in Texas for about a month now. I think this is week five. And so, I learned really quickly that Texans love their shiner. Shiner Bach is a beer that uh, is all over the place around here. Mm-hmm. But today we found out that Shiner has seltzer. Yes, they yeah. do. And they're really good, too. They are. I have mango right now. It is delicious. And there is an Areola for <laughs> I'm never going to live that down. So oh, cheers. I love it. Cheers. To episode three. Do you want to lead us in? Well, so we were talking about episode three and, and trying to figure out which one of our gazillion ideas to... Uh, to hit and I feel like the last two podcasts were really heavy and had me cry and laugh podcasts. <laughs> so we need some laughs this podcast. So we're yes. gonna talk about our transition into single life because uh I can tell you after twenty two years of uh being married, my transition was ugly. I don't know that there are many divorce transitions that especially after long, so long period yeah, yeah, long periods of time that aren't ugly. <laughs> Because, I mean, when you spend almost 20, 20 something years with someone, you know, that's your life. Like it's two decades. Right. And that's, that's how it is. And then all of a sudden, basically you're, you're making shit up as you go along. Let's be honest. That is so true. Absolutely. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and personally, and maybe your situation was similar, but when you're married to a narcissist, you, you don't get to flirt with other people. And I don't mean like, you know, infidelity kind of flirting. I just mean like the silly banter that happens between friends or couple friends. And that just wasn't allowed. So I didn't know how to flirt anymore. I'd forgotten. It was, it was kind of trained out of me. Mm -hmm. Um, I got married in 1996. There was barely the computer, let alone apps. So dating apps were, oh my gosh, something I really didn't want to try to figure out, but of course had to, because where else do you meet people these days? It was such an interesting transition to, to be single all of a sudden after 20 something years. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was 22 the last time I was single. So you go to bars and you go to clubs and that's where you meet people. But when you're 40 something a little bit different it, then you're all of a sudden you're the creeper in the bar oh yeah <laughs> and dating apps are a you know a whole new world like i don't want to you know speak to one app by name or you right. know anything like that but there is a certain app out there that you know you try to shy away of as you know because all you've heard is oh well it's for a certain type of right. interaction and yeah. so I completely shied away from that. And then I found out, oh, no, no, no. People our age are actually on there looking for relationships. And so I got on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and later, we'll we'll talk about our transitions. But I got when I finally did get on it, when I was actually single, not everyone in their 40s is looking for a relationship. I had some 40-year-old men and fathers that were real quick to send me certain kind of pics. And oh gosh, you know, I really don't. That's like, oh, gentlemen, <laughs> don't send those pics. No, unless it's asked for. If it's unsolicited, it means I I didn't yes. ask for it, and therefore I do not want to open my phone. Seeing a text from you and opening my phone, and it's just like right there staring at me, like you know the one I'd must. Hi, I'm here. I don't. I'm here. I'm running for you. That, it, it is. That's so weird. Like. You've never even met this person in real life. Never. 
never met him in real life. And I get, it goes from the ab towel pick in the the bathroom mirror. Like, oh, good for you. You have abs. I'm I'm so happy to, oh, and here's my balls. (laughs) (laughs) Because you didn't ask, but I know you're thinking about them, baby, because you want me. Yeah. Okay. So I, I need to just put that out there. Ladies, gentlemen, whoever's attracted to men out there. Do you ever enjoy getting an unsolicited pick like we're talking about? Because I, not one single time, was like, oh, look, that's so cool that they said yeah. that to me. Yeah, and I'm going to date him what? now. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, I don't care how mammoth it is. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> like, that looks good. Let me run and jump into your bed. You might murder me after, but hey, you sent me a pick, so yeah. why not? Because if you're sending them to me. Unsolicited, you're sending them to everybody else unsolicited. So now, if we do end up dating, now I've got a boyfriend who has, you know, penis pics everywhere. So I'm sorry. No, no. And then they're not live pics sometimes. So, like, they have a bank full of pictures that they send. Yeah. Uh I really, no, that's that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I learned this after I, Mm -hmm. I became single because, as I said, there were no dating apps. So eventually I, I figured out, like, that that picture wasn't just taken. So, you have a folder in your phone called what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. what would you name that yeah. folder? And we've so all seen it. Choices. We've all seen male genitalia. It's not like it's just the most beautiful thing in the world. It's, it, it, and I'm not going to say that female is either, but I don't want to open my phone and have it staring at me when mm-hmm. I didn't ask for it. We are so, not 14. No. And, and 14 year olds shouldn't be doing that either. But as a, prior middle school teacher they do yeah they do that but very unfortunate but they do yeah they do and and for some of those girls it's the first time they've seen anything like that and and so I I get the kind of stigma that goes with it it's still wrong and I hate it and I I hate to look at my you know students and think that that's what's going on with them but it is but at the same time like we're in our 40s we've had kids we know what they look like and we don't really want to see yours unless we ask and let's be honest and in your 40s versus in your 20s (laughs) It, their gravity has taken effect and don't get me wrong. Gravity has taken effect to me too, but um, that's the reason why I paid $5,000 to have it not take effect. But <laughs> my point is <laughs> when it looks like a potato in the bottom of, you know, a pantyhose, then, you know, it's time to, yeah. So I got tired of that. I, I instantly knew that, okay, it doesn't matter if you're in your forties and that you're a parent. There are still people out there that think that they're 18 and they're still going to send you their genitalia over, you know, a phone. And yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, but we're not in college. We're no. not in high school. We're not in, you know, unfortunately, middle school. I don't I don't want to see that. And no. I didn't ask for it. And uh, another thing is, and I know we just like jumped right into to dating apps. Come <laughs> 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 to the chase here, baby. <laughs> I don't. That is a great segue. I don't want when I'm texting you and we haven't even met in real life and we're not in a relationship and we're just introducing each other, why the hell are you calling me baby? Why are you using terms of endearment? You know, okay, night baby. What? I don't know who the hell you are. (laughs) Not your baby. I don't like, I literally don't even know your last name because we're talking through a freaking app and you're going to call me baby. I like terms of endearment, but by God, you better be dating me. Like we better be in a relationship and you better own that shit. Well, yeah, because otherwise you're calling everybody baby. Yeah. Why else would you be calling me baby if you just met me? Right. That means everyone else, like, who knows how many people you're chatting with on at once, right? I'm freaking 40. Don't call me, okay, goodnight, baby, and I don't even know your last name. Right. Fuck off. Right. 
<laughs> okay, I got to ask you this. Okay. On your on your profile, mm-hmm. were you nice? Because I now looking back realize I was the biggest bitch. Like I'm surprised I got dates. Wow. But I'm an asshole. I mean, like I'll I'll admit it. I'm I'm a bitch. <laughs> I was a full on bitch in my profile and still got dates. Were you nice? So I I really didn't know what to do because I honestly was swimming upstream with it. Mm-hmm. So. The first time I I made a profile on the most popular app, which is usually used for hooking up, I I just put a joke on there because I did all my Google research and it said, said, start with a joke. So I was like, what the hell? I put a joke. What was your joke? Oh, let me see if I can remember it. Oh, I bought a pair of shoes from a drug dealer. I don't know what they're laced with, but I've been, oh, what was the rest of it? I don't know what they're laced with, but I've been... (laughs) Running all day. No, that oh, shit. Now I don't remember. Wow, <laughs> that is not you? how you retell that joke. <laughs> how many how many dates did you get? <laughs> oh, I can't even remember the punchline. I will figure it out. I was gonna look it up, but it'll take me. Time. Okay, so all you <laughs> so anyway, I did a really all you bad had joke. a really bad joke. Yeah. <laughs> because I figured I'll just start there, and then if they want to chat with me, we'll chat and see where it goes. But because I I wasn't detailed enough, I got a lot mm-hmm. a lot of uh, hookup requests. So then I realized, okay, that's not the way to go. Yeah. Screw you, Google. You did me wrong on that. Yeah. <laughs> so so then I did elaborate just a little, but. I think I put a little too much in there that time. So it was a little too long and it wasn't bitchy necessarily. It just was clear. Like I, I, I'm not looking for hookups. I really just would like to go to the movies or something. You know, yeah. Go grab a beer with someone. Um, So that helped a little. And, and I did with all of it. I got dates, but I think the hardest part for me was learning to filter out who wants what, you yeah. know, like now <laughs> three years in <laughs> here. Fucking expert. I'm a fucking <laughs> no one wants to be a professional at dating apps, but Mm-mm. but at least now I can I can look at a profile and get a decent idea of if they have my brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just wish oh my gosh, so many places that go could go with the dating apps thing, but I just wish that people were so much more honest on them. Like if you're looking for a hookup, just say it. And a lot of them, the, the younger crowd does yeah. do exactly that, that they are, you know, I'm only here for a good time or, you know, yeah. for a hookup or they're, and they're very clever with it. And, but it's blatant. Yeah. I thought that if I, you know, full on said, apparently when you're over 40, that also, well, I chose from 30 to 45 in my yeah. thing, but I thought that if, if I blatantly said, I'm not here for a hookup, that that would probably deter you from matching me and if it's not said in your profile and i swipe right on you if you then see it on my profile don't swap right on me exactly because you know that we're not compatible because if that's what you're looking for why the hell are you wasting my time with swiping right right and then opening up a conversation at first i started off nice and then i got all this crap in my message box and i was like okay i'm gonna clean this up yeah and then i just turned on the typical vine and i just went look bitch i ain't here for a hookup i ain't here for (laughs) Your nudes, I was very point blank. I want, I'm looking for a relationship. I want somebody that, you know, wants the same things I do. They're into this and this and this and this. If that's you, swipe right. Yeah. Let's chat. Still got people with fetishes. Still got people wanting to hook up. Still got people that want to call me baby. I can say my profile. Don't call me baby. Guess I figured if I came off like raging bitch, 
that that would weed out a lot of the people, but no, it didn't. It just, I think then they saw me as a challenge. I was just going to say that exact <laughs> yeah. same thing. Then you become a challenge. Then you become the conquest. Yeah. And we all know someone who loves the conquest. Yes. Yeah. And, and I totally think that specifically that sentence, not here for hookups. Some people who are there for hookups are like, Oh, okay. Not here for hookups. Swipe left. But then there's those others that are like, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Let's so see. wait till I send you a picture yeah. of my <laughs> junk. Then you'll change your mind, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. no, that's not how that works. No. Let me tell you that because of my past, I will, I've seen a lot of junk and um, <laughs> none of them measured up. So <laughs> none of those that I got from that dating app made me suddenly change my mind. So. You mean someone yeah. didn't send you a, a pick of their junk and you fell in love and said, Hey baby, I really want to be with you. Cause no. your picture is amazing. I was so close. <laughs> I can tell. I was I mean, so close. I, it, we all have been, right? We've yeah. all been in that place where like, if you just would have changed the angle or turned the light on a little brighter, yeah. you would have had me. Yeah. There's literally YouTube videos on there on how to stand over your camera or where to hold your camera. Like, dude, is look, it really? look, I'm, I'm sure there's a YouTube video for everything. <laughs> Junk. I don't want your googling tonight. <laughs> I saw a light, like literally, go on above your head. Oh my gosh! I'll tell you, I have learned way more than I need to know ever since I've been single. Like, there are things out there in single world that I really would have been fine not knowing about. You know? Yeah. Like the amount of people hooking up. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle we all don't have an STD right now, and we probably all do like it's ridiculous it's crazy it's like reading through all the horny people to try to find someone decent like not that you can't be horny horny. yeah that's not my that's not my point but be a person with something substance to you too you know and yeah i I don't want to sleep with you on the third date i don't i mean call me old-fashioned and (laughs) first of all no don't call me old-fashioned yeah don't just assume because I don't want to sleep with you on the third date that I'm probably boring in the bedroom because <laughs> that's that's super cute and uh, untrue. But if I don't want to sleep with you on the third day, it's because I was in college. I went around giving myself to everybody. It was like, here, you know, you want some, you want some, you want some. Oh, you want some too? Like <laughs> that, that was me in college. I came from a very strict religious family, went to college and was like, hey, there's no rules. And oh, look, I can do this. And hey, I'm really good at this. So <laughs> I'm going to make a fucking career out of this right now. <laughs> You know, one thing led to another and I was a hoe. Right. But the point is, is that if I'm going to be a hoe, I'm going to be a hoe with someone I'm in a relationship with. Yeah. Things or you're damn well going to be more selective. Yes. And things can get crazy. Things can get crazy. But I am more selective. I am not just, I have kids, so I'm not just going to have, you know, a conveyor belt coming in and out of my home. Absolutely. And, you know, so much more thought goes into dating and sex and all of that because of, who I am and my age and that I'm also a mother and I also have kids in the home and right. I'm a career woman with a reputation. And plus I don't want your damn STD. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. So, and if you're trying to get me in bed on the first date or the second date or the, even the third date, then you're trying to get every other woman like that too. Mm-hmm. And whew. don't get me wrong. I've had one not stands. I oh, mean, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that is what it is, you know, but, but you don't go into a dating app. Well, at least we don't go yeah. into a dating app <clears> looking for that. Right. Not at our age, not at what we want. I can get that at the local club. Right. Like if I'm on a dating app, it's to find someone. To date? To Yeah. 
Shocking. It's not called like a Lunchbox app? No, it's almost. That actually would be a great name of an app. Just, just <laughs> cut to the chase. Let's fuck. And we're done here. Go home. So I think this is appropriate time to say it. Okay. So when I was in college, being a hoe, um, <laughs> I'd come off of really hard youth, as you know, mm-hmm. really hard childhood. And I loved men, but at the same time, I hated men. I had this right. love-hate relationship with men very bitter and uh i not meaning no i won't say not meaning to i i meant to like i was just an awful person but i was kind of the guy you know how they always say the guy's the player or whatever that's who i was in college i would be the one that the good guy would you know kind of get attached to and i didn't want any kind of attachment because i didn't trust anyone i just wanted out for a good time Mm -hmm. and when they would start getting attached i would have to shut that shit down and so i had this thing where if they come over to my house, we'd do our thing. And then I didn't want them to stay because I don't want any any attachment. So I'd say, okay, I'm going to go shower. So Steve, will you uh, just lock the door on your way out? Their name would not be Steve. And I would know that. <laughs> but Steve was my, my go-to name. I don't know why. I honestly don't remember how it came about. But I would say it as I was walking in the bathroom. So I would go in the bathroom and turn the fan on the shower on whatever. And I know they would be like, my name's not Steve. Uh, and I would hear them saying something. I'd go, yeah, just... It's the top lock. Just lock it and then shut the door on your way out. Okay. Have a good time. And I would literally be yelling across the, you know, the water and everything, you know. Okay. Bye, Steve. All right. I'll call you. I can't hear you, but I'll call you. I was such a bitch. You had it down to us. But that was my, that was my way to hurt them before they hurt me and get them the hell out my door. Get out the door because you're not going to hurt this anymore. And that was like my whole thing. So every time I hear Steve, I kind of have to chuckle inside. (laughs) Oh. Can we name your next dog Steve, please? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'll get you a boyfriend pillow and you can name him Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, Steve. I'll right, get the hell out of here, Steve. <laughs> but that was my that was my defense mechanism to protect myself, but still get what I want. Right. Wanted in college. Yeah. Wow. I was the polar opposite. Like if we had met in college, I don't know if we would have been friends. We may not have because we were so different people. I was such a bitch. I came from like this perfect household where my mom and my dad, you know, were great. My dad was my best <laughs> friend and, and, you know, as they say, your first love. And, yeah. and so I was the polar opposite. I, I wasn't even sexually active until college. And then I couldn't separate love and sex. Like for me, oh, this guy's interested enough to sleep with me. That means we're going to fall in love. Right. And I was chasing like this relationship and I didn't get, it just did not click in my head that they weren't the same thing until it was a good couple of years of college. And then I finally, yeah, I, I just, uh, I was desperate for that attention, that affection. And so I had several experiences where I would just be with this guy. And for some reason, it did not occur to me that, that it was just a sexual thing. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so like we're dating, right? Yeah. (laughs) You know, but I was that naive. I just didn't get it. And so I, I think, you know, then I got married. And then after that, I, I caught myself a few (laughs) times, even as a 40 something year old adult, you know, getting this attention. And then I'm like, oh, maybe they like me. And, you know, and then. I get these pics or, or some, Hey baby. And then I, I just have to remind myself like, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> this is, this is not anything about yeah. relationships. <laughs> and, and so that's been my biggest struggle is like uh, deciphering the people who really don't give a shit about who I might be as a person. Right. And the people who really do want to get to know me. 
and where sex falls in the middle of that, you know, it's well, and we came from two different backgrounds where your parents fell in love and they were married for umpteen years and basically taught you that, you know, that's what love is. And I came from divorce after divorce after divorce, Mm -hmm. you know, different stepdads and awful people, you know, awful dads coming into my life. And then, you know, a good one towards the end, but I was surrounded by it marriages that ended in divorce and relationships that ended really badly. And then my own first relationship ended badly. And, you know, I was only married for under a year, like a very short time Mm -hmm. with my first marriage. And then, so the fact that I even made it 20 years with someone was, it was huge in my family. Like that was, it was a big thing. I think that's why I dove in so deeply is because I was finally doing, I had broken the cycle. And I dove in completely. He was my best friend. Like, it, you know, it was, I was committed and I was like, I was, this is what I want. And that had nothing, you know, my past or nothing like that had anything to do with our divorce at all. But it was that whole flip flop. Like I went from a really traumatic childhood and no example of love. Right. The fact that I could then get into a relationship that was so normal and so just regular and right. normal and, and go the distance was such a big, huge thing that, you know, I really took pride in it. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, to the point that you lived in a way that wasn't necessarily in line with everything you believe in for, for many years. Oh, yeah. Many. It's hard to grow up Mormon when you're a hoe in college. <laughs> Oh, wait, do those things not go together? <laughs> and there's a whole other podcast that I'm not afraid to talk about. Yeah. Because obviously I'm not practicing anymore, but that, that happens to a lot of super religious kids that grow up in a very oh, strict religious culture. They go off to college and all of a sudden they can do whatever the hell they want to do. Right. And they're introduced to normal, you know, hormones and, and situations. And BYU well, isn't the sweet little college that. I grow thinking it was there's some stuff that goes down there, you know, and that's because these people, these kids have raging freaking hormones and right. that have been suppressed all through their teenage years, their most hormonal years. Right. And then now they don't have mom and dad with their finger on them anymore. And I think we see that across, across the board. It just depends on what the family focuses on. Like <laughs> if the family's super religious and, you know, can't have sex till you're married, then they go to college and of course they're curious. Yeah. Why is everyone telling me to stay away from this? It goes with alcohol. It goes with drugs. I think it goes with anything that you tell a teenager not to do. Mm-hmm. It, that's like common sense 101. What's right. Every teenager going to do, they're going to figure out why the hell everyone's telling them not to do it. You know, exactly. what is this sex? What is this alcohol? What is the, and I, I'm not saying that it's for college anymore because unfortunately I know all of that is starting earlier and earlier, but you know, in our day, I think college was the place where a lot of kids for the first time got away from their parents and Mm -hmm. that environment. And they were like, Oh, look at all these people around me. They're all partying. That must be what you do. So you party or they're all sexually active. So guess I should try it out too. You know, I don't know if it's like a peer pressure thing or, or what, but I just think it's like for me and a lot of kids that were in my situation where they grew up in super religious households, like it's a freedom. It, it's kind of like constantly looking outside at the world, wanting to be a part of it, but you couldn't. And then all of a sudden you can. That epiphany and, that you can make your own decisions. Yeah. Now you can, you have those urges and you have those desires because, yeah. you know, God gave them to you and now you can act on them. And right. it's like, you're not going home and your mom's like, where have you been? And why do you smell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Smell like what, mom? <laughs> 
Now you mentioned that you went from your mom and dad to married. So what was your time in between then? So I, I went from my mom and dad's house, like the house I grew up in to living with roommates in college and from living with roommates in college to my senior year of college, my ex-husband moved in with me. And so then once I graduated college, we got married and then we got an apartment and lived together. So I've always lived with someone mm-hmm. my entire life until I filed for divorce. And then all of a sudden I was the only adult, but I still had my kids. I mean, they were you know older, but I still had them living at home. After I got divorced, it was just me and uh, my youngest living in the apartment. So, and then she could drive by that point. So whenever she would go off with her friends, I was in the apartment by myself for the first time ever. I was alone and that really scared the shit out of me the first couple times because I didn't know what to do with myself. I remember getting in my car and just driving around, <laughs> like driving around the area because I didn't know how to be alone. Yeah. I would put on music. I'd sing. I'd, I'd try <laughs> to think of something I should go get at the store, like just f- trying to find reasons to go do something because I didn't know how to just sit there and be alone with my thoughts. Right. Like processing that. I had spent so many years not processing all that, that now it was just me and my trauma and <laughs> trying to figure out what to do with it. But eventually I realized I'm, I'm either going to sit with it here and deal with it and get through it, or I'm just going to keep avoiding it. So yeah. In the long run, it ended up being great because I started dealing with shit that I hadn't dealt with forever, but uh, it was hard at first, the first few times I was alone, especially when my youngest would go overnight somewhere because I definitely had never spent the night alone ever. Yeah. It's very eye-opening. I had some time where I did have some time alone uh, in between my first marriage and my second marriage. You know, it was like a, a year and a half that I, I lived alone and, but I was in such a bad place. I was doing some very, very, very bad things, but I ended up getting myself in trouble. And so I came home to my parents' house. And so I was living at my parents' house when I met my, my second husband who I was married to for 20 years or mm-hmm. that year and a half, at least let me know that, you know, I was able to stay on my own. However, I kind of had the same experience you did where after my second husband left or whatever, and then my kids would go and spend the night with him and then we had a hockey player living with us and he would go home to his family. And all of a sudden it was just me in this big old house. And it was the house that, you know, I shared with husband and at night I would go and I'd get in my bed and it was just me. That was hard. It's a weird, feeling. That, it's a weird feeling That's not having weird. your best friend on the side of the bed, you know, right. that you've had for two decades. Like Absolutely. all of a sudden it's, it's just different. I didn't like it. No, like, I, I didn't, didn't, I didn't like it at all. And I can see how, whether man or woman, I can see how it pushes people directly back into relationships because oh, yeah, you don't sure. want to be alone so bad that you make bad choices and you end up in yet another bad relationship because you just don't want to be alone. Absolutely. I did exactly that. Yeah, exactly. I, for two different guys I dated, the, the first two guys I dated after I got divorced and I, I didn't know how to be alone. I didn't want to be alone. I was scared to be alone. So I, I started dating way before I should have. I was still so broken and just so unsure of who I was and what I was doing in my single life world that I, I don't want to say I settled, but I, I just jumped into something faster than I should have with yeah. people that weren't good for me. And and if I, if I knew then what I know now, then I, I, 
I would have been strong enough to see that they weren't good for me. Yeah. Nice guys, but not for me. But instead, I, I didn't see that. And I was so desperate to just not be lonely. I, I really think I was subconsciously like not wanting to deal with all the shit in my head. And so if I kept myself busy with someone, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't have to deal with it. Yeah. And, and so I think a lot of it was that because it's much more fun to, you know, be dating someone and go to a concert or go out to dinner or go have drinks or go play trivia. You know, I had all these fun things going on. And as long as I was having fun, then I think I convinced myself that I was dealing with single life. Okay. Right. But then once I got alone, you know, it was very apparent that not only was I not dealing with it well, I wasn't, I wasn't addressing anything from the past that led me into being the weak person that I was. Mm -hmm. And then therefore I'm just looking for someone exactly like my ex-husband. It's not that you're looking for that. You're not not looking for that. You're not being careful. Right. What you allow to, you know, who you allow into your heart again. Right. That's a huge thing. Have you ever been to the movies alone? Yes, I have now, okay. but it took me a while yeah. to get to I had never been to the movies alone. Like even when I was single in college, like I, I mean, I constantly was doing stuff with friends and partying my ass off. But it was one of those weekends that everyone was gone and it was just me. I wanted to go see a movie and, you know, I can't be that person that goes to the movie alone. And I'm like, why can't I be? Like I challenged myself and I went to the movies alone and I felt for the first part of it, I felt so stupid. And the movie was so good, it, it got me. It was that uh, American Sniper or whatever. Oh, yeah. It, it got me instantly into it. So I kind of forgot that I was there alone. But next thing you know, I'm crying. It was, like, very weird at first. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I can't believe people do this their whole life, you know, that I'm so used to having that companion. And, and I realized how dependent I was upon it. Like, I always have to have someone with me no matter what I do. Right. That's not a healthy lifestyle Absolutely. to have. But, but I think becoming codependent. It's so easy and it's just so easy because you have someone at your side and you never feel alone and, and there's a lot of feelings that it does fulfill, but then at the same time, you have to be able to spend time with yourself. You have to, it's just, it's so vitally important for everything Yeah. for, for healing, just even, you know, working out your thoughts. Oh yeah. When you go work out or when you go for a walk or when you go to the movies or whatever it is, you know, you just have to be alone with your thoughts sometimes. And I didn't go to the movies by myself until Harriet came out. So within the last couple of years, and that's the first movie I went to see by myself. And I same, just like you said, I just sat there at first, like everybody's looking at me and everybody's wondering why is that old lady there by herself? (laughs) That's all I could think of. Like, you know, after the movie started, it was so interesting that I just lost myself in the movie. And then I realized nobody gives a shit who who I am or what I'm doing at the movies. But the first time it does feel awkward. It just feels like everyone's thinking, like, why is she there alone? Right. But they they don't care. But that's us putting our insecurities Mm on, on other people. For sure. I mean, that's clearly on us, but you know, I had gone from husband one to lived with myself for a while and then back with my parents. I wasn't alone a lot, like hardly ever, you know, even if two kids were spending the night, I always had one kid or, you know, there was always something, but that's the one thing I noticed after my divorce was how hard it was to be alone in a house. I think that was the, I won't say the hardest thing because obviously your husband leaving you, but that was a really hard thing to accept. I could feel it pushing me towards jumping into things that, you know, I necessarily shouldn't have or wasn't ready for or whatever. Just, you know, so I wasn't alone in my case. (laughs) In my case, it was a, it was a little bit different where, you know, I had three kids in the house and I had this, he was grown. He was an adult grown. Yeah. Yeah. But a hockey player and super 
super gorgeous. Um, he did live with us and, you know, he lived with us before the divorce and lived with us after the divorce and like nothing went on despite, you know, everyone just automatically assumed because how could a single woman, her husband left and there's this man in the house and we were providing a home for him so he could play hockey in Texas. And we were negotiating with his family and it's this whole system called billeting. So when after, you know, my divorce and I had been separated a while, well, of course we struck up conversation with each other and, you know, he became really close to my kids. And he actually became the person that, you know, I talked to when the kids went to bed and, you know, we would talk late at night about right. politics I and mean, we talk about history and he's so freaking smart. Like he remembers everything and all of his side of history and politics and everything comes from a Russian perspective. Mm-hmm. So it was very interesting talking to him about a foreign side. You know, there was this whole third aspect to it that, oh, you mean what I was taught in school wasn't right? And, you know, he started introducing me to Russian documentaries and, you know, war movies and things like that. And I had lived 20 years with no scandals. It never even dawned on me to act on anything. Yes, he was hot, but it never even dawned on me to act on anything because that's not who I decided I was going to be as a grown woman and a mother. Right. When I make a decision, that's it. Um, I had stopped going to church because I was very disgruntled very upset because, you know, everything that had happened after my divorce and, you know, I'd gone out with friends and had a couple of drinks here and there and kind of let my hair down a little bit. And that temptation was constantly there. So, you know, eventually you do act on it. It it was so shocking though, that he was even attracted to me. I was going to ask that, like how much of it was moral compass and how much of it was insecurity? Both. Yeah. Moral compass and insecurity and both of them were saying, bitch, it ain't going to (laughs) happen. Let it go. Uh-huh. It wasn't like I was fantasizing it, but you right, know, right. definitely as we got closer and we, it was so easy to talk to and our conversations were, you know, three hours long and that temptation was there and grew and, you yeah. know, eventually grew into something. And right. you know, now four plus years later, <laughs> it's a little more than something. We're still together. <laughs> After my divorce, I never technically, I went from one relationship to another relationship. And even though there was a time period where we weren't dating and nothing was going on, you know, still had a house full of people. Um, I have not, he's lived in my house since before the divorce and quite some time after the divorce is when we first got together, you know, officially. Mm-hmm. So I guess I never had that until later when he and I broke up for a little while. And yeah. that's when I hit the dating apps and experienced everything you experienced. They're fun, aren't they? No. <laughs> I hate them. Absolutely not. If I have to read one more time that someone's fluent in sarcasm. (laughs) Are you really? Because so is every other fucking man that I just love. love Fluent in sarcasm. Really? (laughs) Try to keep up because I bet you can't. The creativity is not huge with these. (laughs) Guaranteed to make you laugh. That's another Mm -hmm. one. Okay, you're not that fucking funny. (laughs) Sorry, but I'm not laughing. I had a guy who, and I don't know if this was even true, but we matched. He, you know, liked his profile and liked him. Mm -hmm. The first message I got was, "Hi, I'm his daughter, and my dad has been single for and I just, I'm, I'm the one that's helping him get dates, and so." Like, is that a thing? Like, is it serious or is this guy doing creepy? Like, yeah, I wanted to believe it, but I, you know, I, I didn't. And we talked for a while and, but her dad apparently found out and wouldn't. Oh, also, he didn't know like, that she did that? I, I guess. Cause all of a sudden just ghosted either oh, that or, you know, he looked at the, my profile. Like, no, oh, <laughs> no, he did not. She, 
awful person. Not an awful person. <laughs> but she yeah. knows what she wants. Apparently that's a thing. I found out later that, you know, the kids will set their single parents up. I have never heard of that, but I, I mean, I can see it happening, but I've never yeah. heard of it. I've, I've heard of like setting it up for friends. Cause I know you set it up for a, a friend of ours way back. Remember that? Yeah. So, so I have heard of that. Like, Hey, you, it's time to get back out there, you know, here, let's set up your profile and like, maybe you do it together or yeah. whatever, but I've never heard of kids doing that. That's funny. Yeah. And they, you know, she talked to me for a little while and it was super cute. Like if that really was her and him not, hopefully it wasn't him just being creepy. If it really was her, like that is sweet. That's that super yeah, sweet. Absolutely. And dads and moms, if your kids are doing that for you, take it as a compliment that your kids are that invested into into your happiness yeah. because that that's hard that's a big thing for i i think kids to get to and uh, if yeah. they're to the point where not only are they recognizing that you're single but they want you to be happy and and have a companion that's huge yeah not all kids are that easy going no not no. at all tell me some of your like funny stories like your most memorable dating app stories oh my god there are some really interesting people on dating apps. So hit, hit me with your best. So I have one that went awfully <laughs> wrong, and I have one that's hilarious. Which one should I start with? <laughs> <laughs> you're probably good. I have a feeling you're awfully wrong. It's gonna be hilarious. It's, oh my gosh! I want to hear this. It's awful, actually. So I feel like over the couple of years since I've been single, I'm learning a lot about profiles and people. And I think I'm getting, at least I'm telling myself I'm getting better, but I was awful at the beginning at being able to decipher. Cause you know, I just have that awful curse <clears throat> where I believe the best out of everyone. And mm -hmm. it's a blessing and a curse at the same time, because I do, I do believe in the good in people, but it also makes me talk to people that I really shouldn't be talking to. So I matched with this guy and he he seemed nice, really nice until, so we talked for like two weeks and then we decided to go out to dinner. So we went out to dinner. So at dinner at the whole time, he keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> what? Right? And I'm like, oh, what the hell is that noise? And he probably did it, I can't even tell you, five or six times. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? And, um, and it just freaked me out a little bit, right? So we finished dinner and, and the whole time I'm making excuses in my head, like there's got, I don't know, maybe he's got a tick or something and that's what he does. I don't know. Because I'm that's like, that teacher in you. I'm just like diagnosing <laughs> instead of running the hell away. Like I should have. So, uh, he had, had kept our text conversations really clean, like the entire two weeks, which impressed me because it takes some guys 10 minutes to be sending those pics that we talked uh, about earlier. Or saying very inappropriate Absolutely. Or, or asking for or trying to sext or whatever. So this guy had, had done none of that. He was super, super just like wanted to talk about things and get to know who I was or so I thought. So we went out to dinner and he did this. <laughs> And that's where it turned ugly. So we finished dinner and, you know, I said, have a good night. It was nice to have dinner with you, blah, blah. Well, apparently for him, it went really, really well. And I guess that I should have known by the ha ha ha, but that was like a good thing, I guess. And so then I went back to my apartment. He went back to his house and then he start his messages got really sexual out of nowhere because for two weeks it had not been sexual at all. So they got really sexual and I'm like, this is weird. This is not the person I've been talking to yeah. for the last two weeks. Well, then the picture started. 
like unsolicited all the time in the shower at work outside at work like i really don't want to see that you have your pants down to your ankles outside at your place of employment just weird 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 he had his pants down at work he's sending you pictures at work in his high low truck in the middle of the construction site with his pants at his ankles doing his little thing I did not want to see that. I didn't ask for it. I didn't say, ooh, baby, I like it. Like, nothing. It just kept coming, kept oh coming. Oh, my God. It was weird. And it was like a total 180 from this person I had texted with up until yeah. dinner. So then he asked if I wanted to go out to dinner again. And I said, um, <laughs> no. You're doing fine on your own, bud. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need me. And I see you're right-handed. That's better. <laughs> think in his head things were going really well and that's why he decided to turn it sexual which was the weirdest way to turn it sexual but whatever and I didn't reciprocate I gave no indication that I was interested in this and he should keep going and keep sent but he kept sending me things so then he asked if I wanted to go to dinner again and I said well you know I just don't think we're we're right for each other wrong answer then it got ugly then I I started getting the well, you're a fucking bitch. Oh, am I now? Oh, you, send and me, just, you send me masturbation pics, but I'm uh, out of nowhere after a nice dinner and, and you're creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and so then what he just the started hell? messaging me and messaging me and messaging me. I got meaner and meaner and meaner. And the more I, I tried to tell him, I okay, I really don't want to go out with you again. Like I had to put my foot down, which as you know, I at that time especially was not good at. Yeah. So I avoid confrontation Jesus. at all costs. Um, but I had to. I, I so yeah, I, I was like, no, like I, creepy serial killer type. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, okay, just no. So then he said, um, well, then I'm gonna come to your house, and he texts me my address. How do you know where I live? Oh my god. Yeah. So he had used my phone number to reverse search my last name, <gasps> and then he looked up my address, and he knew exactly where I lived. What? Yeah. So I'm like, well, there, there's really no reason for you to come over. We, we just aren't for each other. Can you just move on? And he just did not want to move on so basically i i gained a stalker and he would not stop messaging me he got a hold of jasmine's social media and started messaging her and then somehow he was my facebook was really secure because i'm you know i'm a teacher so i'm i keep it really locked down but somehow he got to my facebook and um saw a picture of me with i don't even remember who it was a friend and then he started texting that friend because he happened to be male and said, uh, you know, stay the, stay the fuck away from her. She's mine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It just got so weird. So he, he, he was creepy, like serial killer type. Oh, he was stalking yeah. me full on. So, <laughs> so when my oldest daughter got the message, she was like, what is this? And so we sat down and we started because I didn't even know his last name. I didn't yeah. know where he lived, nothing. She helped me reverse search him. So long story short, we found out he was a sex offender oh. convicted of having inappropriate relationships with someone under the age of 14. <gasps> oh yeah. my God. And, uh, and was non-compliant at that moment. So I called the state of Michigan. They have like a, a hotline number. Yeah. And I said, so-and-so is stalking me. He's being inappropriate. He's sending messages to my, to my oldest daughter, but he, oh, that went real, real wrong. Oh yeah. But he was smart because he didn't message my younger daughter. Mm-hmm. She was still a minor. Yeah. She wasn't 18 yet. And uh, so he just messaged my older daughter. And so finally I, I had to tell him I've notified the authorities. If you dare 
text me or anyone in my family ever again, I will make sure that you get locked up. That's what's so scary. You're dating these people that you don't know in, in the olden, in the olden days. <laughs> In the olden days, you dated people, you know, that a friend knew them and they introduced you and you met organically. And now you're dating these strangers off the freaking internet and you don't know them. And you don't know if they're freaking sex offenders or serial killers. They could be anyone. That's, that's absolutely insane. It is insane. And thank God he knew he was non-compliant with his, his, uh, sex, uh, register, offender registry things. So. That stopped him from messaging me, and I haven't heard from him since. But, like, next Holy step was crap. to go file a restraining order, yeah. and it was Holy crap. fucked up. Yeah. But then, to get to the funny one. Yeah, I want to hear the Oh, funny my gosh. One. This is the best. I don't know if I'll ever have a story better than this. Same site. You know, the site that's not just for hookups, <laughs> but apparently gets all the weirdos, like yeah. the sex offenders and this guy. I had on my on my profile not here for hookups mm-hmm. but as you said earlier that for some reason is an invitation to yeah people. so i get this message from this guy and he said i'm right down the road from you I'm like oh hey that's cool <laughs> what do you say to that I'm like, okay that's cool do you live close to me i don't know if location was on that app or like how he knew he was right down the road from me. yeah just my city was yeah. labeled i didn't put my here's my address people <laughs> but we must have been in the same city you know according to that and he said I can't even tell the story without dying. So he's, he says, uh, what are you doing? I don't know what I was doing. I said, whatever, whatever I was doing. I was at home. I remember that because I'll never forget where I was when I got this message. And, uh, and he said, well, I'm right down the road from you. I'm at my mom's nursing home. She's taking a nap. <laughs> Do you want to come over? <laughs> There's an extra bed in her room. What? So first, I, I thought he was joking. Yeah. This is seriously clearly like, this the first. Is, first of all, worst pickup line ever if you're joking. But at least, please God, be joking. Like, so I, I'm sure like he's joking or something, right? So, <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> what, what do you mean? Come over, dude. Like, you know, wink face. And so it occurred to me what he's asking, right? Like he, he wants to hook up in his mom's nursing room extra bed with her sleeping oh, right next door like not next door like another room next door like right there in that bed he said we have about an hour and a half till she wakes up <laughs> okay well first of all that's like because on average it's way less than that but yeah yeah <laughs> There's no way he was making it an hour and a half. I think that's just how long, you know, for me to get there yeah, for his it. whole two minutes. And then... <laughs> no, seven minutes. No, no, no. dude. Maybe you are a seven minute. Who knows? Oh. Right. So he wants me to come down the road because I'm close. I'm in the same city. So I got time to do this. You cannot make this no, show I up. could not have invented this story. And so he said, Were you yeah. like, no, thanks. Okay. So I did. I said, uh, I said, no, thank you. Maybe you didn't see in my profile, but I'm not here for hookups. His reply will be one of my favorite lines for the rest of my life. He said, oh, that's too bad because I can be a freaky little monkey. What? <laughs> and he sent an emoji of the little monkey. Oh, no. <laughs> this guy is a freaky little monkey and he wants me to come to his mom's nursing home room where she's sleeping right next to him and have freaky little monkey sex in the spare bed. <laughs> and hope that she doesn't wake up. Oh my god. How weird is that? Oh my god. 
Yes, so I never did get to experience the freaky little monkey. It's a wonder you're even on a dating app. That shit's traumatizing. You can't top that. That was the end of my career with that particular app. I now only use other apps that are not that app. (laughs) That scared me. I don't know if I can handle this. I almost got, st- well, I did basically get stalked, and now I got a freaky little monkey in the nursery going oh down the road. Oh, my God. It was way too much. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm speechless. little monkey. Son of a bitch. I screenshotted that bitch so fast. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even know who to send this to right now, because I was newly single, and, you know, I just still had those things going yeah. through my head, like, should I even be conversing with this guy? So I didn't know who to send it to, but I just figured someday, yeah, I'm gonna need someone to look at this. Yeah, I'm gonna need me, me, pick me. I volunteer tribute. I need to look at. <laughs> okay, I didn't. Have, I had no nothing, nothing anywhere near that. Mine were nowhere near that. I got a lot of men that want to text for like three, four weeks, and it's like, dude, are we ever just gonna meet? Like at some point, right? Because this was back in the day when everything was open and we actually could, yeah, you know, easily right? go meet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like I don't have three weeks to text with somebody. Like, let's meet. Let's get to know each other. Let's figure out if if I'm gonna invest three weeks, I'm gonna invest face to face. So I know if I like you or not. Like, right. I'm not gonna invest three weeks of texting and then us go out and then find out that you're a freaky little monkey in the nursing home. <laughs> Wow. That's so fucking creepy. Well, yeah. And, and so that that basically means Cheryl had no fucking clue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've learned a lot since those days. And now, I, for the most part, I can tell if it's a weirdo. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Some people hide it really well still, but... There are some weirdos out there. And I'm yeah, sure yeah. there are female weirdos as well as men. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah. Like, I've, I've gotten the fetish stuff. I've gotten... The weirdest thing I got was I got the, um, can I just send me pictures of your feet? Can I just have pictures <laughs> of your toes? And I'm like, okay, well, I do have really sexy feet, but um, I don't know you. Just yeah. Toes? Yeah. A, a few only wanted, like, I've heard of there's, there's feet fetish, yeah. but I've never had and, a conversation. And I'm not going to lie, like, I have pretty feet. You, you absolutely do. But. I'm not gonna just send my star feet to anybody. <laughs> like, oh, no, you know they're and, naked too. Sorry. First of all, apparently there's you can get money for them, so bitch pay up. <laughs> Only friends. Hashtag Mama's got Mama's got to make her money. Then I had uh, I had one guy that was like, I just want to buy you three thousand dollars worth of clothes, and I just want you to model them for me. Like this is not a sexual transaction. And I was like, no. No. That like, sounds like it could have gone really yeah. bad. And I was like, no. Part of me was like, $3,000 yeah. drive. And the other part of me like, no, creep. And then but I had. $3,000. And then, um, and then the weirdest one I had was, it was a picture of just a, and, and this wasn't on the, the swipe. Like you didn't have to swipe. This was an app where if, if they saw your profile, they could just message you. Oh, okay. And it was a picture of a couple a man and a woman holding hands on, you know, and their legs intertwined, but they were fully dressed, but they were, you know, sitting upright and like she had her legs over his and they were holding hands, but you couldn't see their heads. The <laughs> the picture was only from like their collarbones down. So I opened up the message and it was, we are local school teachers in the area and we are a very happy couple, like gave their background, blah, blah, blah. 
we're just looking for a third. That's when I realized I was on a fetish app. Like there's a certain dating app out there that comes off as a dating app. It's not. It is a, all three of these were from the, the same one. And then I realized I started looking through profiles and I'm like, holy shit, I'm on a fetish app. And I, I have fetishes, but those are private and those are for my partner. I don't, you know, they're not for dating. So they wanted, they hit me up. They wanted me to be their third. And it wasn't the only one like it, but with that one in particular, I'm like, you just said I'm a local school teacher. I have three kids in local schools. Right. Like that is the worst thing you could ever say. And three say. different local schools. So the odds are you're teaching at one of those schools. Like, and you're putting this ad out to your students' mm-hmm. families. Yeah. Yeah. That was just dumb on there. Oh yeah. What were they thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that would make the news real. Yeah. Quick and the then right every time person. I went in for a teacher conference or talk to a teacher, I'm like, <laughs> back in my head, I'm like, are you the freak? What's your husband like? Like, can I see a picture? I'm going to see what his legs are like and his hands are like. And I remember his hands. <laughs> you ever post a picture from yeah. that down? Yeah. <laughs> you did, didn't you? It about the same size. Oh yeah, gosh, I can't imagine trying yeah. to keep a straight face talking to a teacher about your kids. Oh, yeah. In the back of my mind, I instantly thought, is this the freak? Is this the freak that wanted me to join them? Because now they've seen my face. Look, I'm sure I was like, mm. and they're like, why are you looking at me like that? Sorry, I'm trying to figure out if you're a freak. I'm not addressing <laughs> you with my eyes. I'm just trying to figure out if you look the same as this picture I saw. Wow. Yeah. So that was that was my wildest story and then I deleted that app. Wow. And there's apps for that. Like why take over a an app that's supposed to be a dating app if there's already well yeah why not come out and say out there, why not know? come out and say we are a, you know this is a fetish app. Don't say I'm a regular dating app and market right. yourself as a dating app when ninety eight percent of the things on there or you know even eighty percent of the things on there are fetishes. Yeah. Yeah. As I went through the profiles it was like fetish after fetish after fetish after fetish after fetish. And I was like, oh we talked about which app this is and I didn't realize it either, but until you told me. And then I started thinking, and that's the app that I learned like all these terms from like polyamorous. Why can't you just say I date around? Yeah. <laughs> right. Know, I want multiple partners. Yeah. I don't like monogamy. Like just right. try to dress it up and make it sound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's another, another term that people use if they're married, but their spouses are okay with them. Well, dating around. I, I don't I know. I know the open you know, my yeah. spouse and I have an open relationship. Yeah. I, I got the, we don't want you to join us, but it's okay for me to date you. My wife knows about it, blah, blah, blah. Used to work at a place where I was the boss and found out that three of my employees were in married relationships and all three of them weren't, they weren't swingers together, but they all were swingers in their relationships and they all had this like swingers club, local swingers club that they would hang out with. And there's rules to it. And there's, you know, some of them prefer this and some of them prefer that. Some of them just, you're the watcher and someone wants you to participate and some of them like it's someone wants you to do it while they watch. Like, right. It's, it's a whole like different culture and world and everything. And and it's just not me. Right, right, right. And it's not I'm, me either. I'm so freaking jealous. Like, I will I will climb you like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> if you could try to come into my relationship, I am around you like a spider monkey before you even know what hit you. Like, no. 
Right. This is my man, my territory. I am one generation out of the trailer home park. Like I will, that <laughs> that shit will come out so fast. Don't wake me up. <laughs> I keep it classy until you mess with my man or my children or my mama. Right. And then trailer park girl comes right out. <laughs> no, I, I totally get that. And to each their own, like I, I'm not knocking people's preferences. It's just, it's something that as, as a newly single person, I didn't realize. So she'd been cheated on in the past. You, yeah. It's hard. It, it, it's hard to separate that. Like my, my whole life I spent wanting to have this faithful husband that wouldn't cheat on me. And then here I'm getting invitations to be the, the third person, but it's not cheating, I guess, because the wife's okay with it. But what does that make me then? Just like the cheap hoe that you're having sex with yeah. on the side. And I don't want to be that person. It's the one that's keeping their love life interested. Right. Well, I want what you have, but I accept I don't want the third person. Yeah. And, and so I, that one still confuses me a little. Like, where are you at in your life that you're like, oh yeah, you're married and you just want to have sex with me. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I know you're on home to your wife, but like I, I got people are at that stage, I guess. But and you know, yeah. good, good for them if that's their agreement and all that. But it's just, it's not me. No, me neither. Yeah, I had to take a big, huge ditch on that particular app because. Oh yeah, I yeah. deleted it too. That's the hardest part, just deciphering who really wants what you want. I, I mean, props to the people who are out there. Like, yeah, I, all I want is someone to mess around with because I'm married and we're happy. Okay, cool. If people could be out front, like upfront about it, mm -hmm. like some people are, that would be great, but you don't always get that. You know, sometimes you get several texts in before you realize that someone wants something different than what you do. And that makes for a complicated dating world. Yeah. The single life has definitely been hard to <laughs> traverse. It has been hard, had its ups and downs. I I'm in a different place in it than you are where I'm mm -hmm. actually in a very committed relationship. It, it's funny because I'm in a relationship with a much younger man. And so that brings its own, you know, right. different, so, yeah. different level of complexities. But I definitely think that it, it has been, it has been both as hard as I thought it was going to be. And I've proven that I'm stronger than I thought I was going to be mm -hmm. all at the same time in a future podcast, because this one's, you know, getting, we rattle yeah. <laughs> but in a future one, we'll talk about, you know, being single with, you know, as a mom and dealing with that whole thing, dating as a mom and all that, because yeah. that's, that's a whole podcast in and of itself. But I have truly found that I, or when I look back, I, like I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of how far I've come and I'm proud of the highs after the lows because the lows can get really low, all the, the different valleys that you navigate and it sucks and it's wonderful at the same time. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. No, no, no. I, I totally agree. And I, I think now I'm, I'm far enough into this, this life that I'm in now that I identify as a divorced single woman. And I feel like I'm much stronger mm -hmm. than if you would have, you know, right after divorced single woman was not something I said with pride. I felt like there was something wrong with that. Yeah. I'm now comfortable with being a divorced single woman, but I'm still learning a lot. But I now I'm enjoying the journey. Whereas like at the beginning, I just wanted to go from divorced single woman to happy in a committed relationship because I thought that's what would make me happy again. Yeah. And so I dove in, but I picked horrible, horrible, horrible people for me. And then after I learned what I needed to learn and that I feel like I'm playing this video game and I'm like leveling up. <laughs> 
So like I dated a couple guys and I, I learned to expect more for myself. So then I leveled up and gone on some dates with some guys who are a little bit better for me. Dated one that was a little bit better, but mm-hmm. you know, so, so I feel like now I'm just on this journey of discovering who I am and who I want to be. And I have this blank slate. And so I, I feel like I'm learning more about who I am and learning how to be comfortable being single. So it's good. I, I feel like once I finally find someone to settle down with, I will, I will have leveled up enough that it's everything I ever wanted right. in a relationship. To be honest, I think we're both rocking it. I think we're both killing it. So Absolutely. And yeah. I, I feel like we're both in the same place. It's just you've leveled up to the spot where you have a great man. And now you guys together are on this journey to make yourselves better. Yeah. And so that that's what I will eventually find. Someone who wants to better themselves with me. And uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And you deserve that. And if I can assist in that, you know I will. Because you know I'm always looking. <laughs> Looking at those hands going, oh, he's single. <laughs> Do you have a mother in the nursing home? Well, like I said, this is our third episode and it has been great so far. So I look forward to the next one. Almost definitely. Yeah. And we have a lot of topics to cover. We so. do. All right. Have a good night. And we're out. Have a good night.